never to leave us nor forsake us. The psalmist also said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord as we bow heads and close our eyes. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, what a privilege it is to be in your house this morning. Lord, you are high and you are lifted up. You are great and you are mighty. And we thank thee for the opportunity you have afforded us once more. Truly, it is good to be in your house. And we do know that where your presence is, there is, there is hope and healing and help. So, God, we worship and we bow before thee. We have come into this house and gathered in your name to worship you, O Lord. Father, we pray that you'll just have your way in this place this morning. We want to lift you up. We want to praise you. We want to worship you. Oh, hallelujah. We magnify your name. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Oh, God, this is what we are here to do, to worship, to extol you. Hallelujah. Praise is beautiful. Praise. Hallelujah. Be unto you. We come against every plan of the enemy. We declare that this house shall be a house of healing, a house of restoration, a house where we will receive your help. Oh, in Jesus' name, the discouraged will be encouraged. The weak will be strengthened. Oh, in Jesus' name, those are without hope will look to you, the source of all hope. In Jesus' name, we pray for those who are watching by the World Wide Web. I pray, God, that you would minister to them even at this point. That they'll extend your faith to trust you for the impossible. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, take full control of this service this morning. Hallelujah. We are so, Lord, we, we are, Lord, we are, Lord, we, we, we are aware that it's not by our might nor by our power, but indeed it is by your spirit. So take full control as we commit this time to you. The worship, the musicians, Lord, every aspect of your word which would go forth, we pray that you'll just have your way and do what you alone are able to do. So we give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. And let God's people say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Well, are you ready to worship the Lord this morning? Let's welcome the worship team. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is a day that the Lord has made. God, we will rejoice. We will be glad. We will rejoice. We will be glad. We will rejoice. We will be glad. Hallelujah. Somebody just say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody just say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We ask that you arise. Hallelujah. In this place. Father, as we give you glory. Oh, yeah. Oh. Thank you, God. Oh, one thing we ask of you. One thing that we desire. Yeah. That as we worship you, 
Lord, come and change our lives. One thing, one thing we ask of you. Oh, one thing that we desire. That as we worship. That as we worship you. Lord, come and change. Lord, come and change our lives. Arise, 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 arise. Take your place. Be enthroned on our prayers. Arise, King of kings, holy God, as we sing. One thing, yeah. One thing we ask of you. One thing that we deserve, oh, that as we worship, that as we worship you, Lord, come and change, yeah. Lord, come and change our lives. One thing we ask, one thing we ask of you, one thing, one thing that we desire, that as we worship, as we worship you, Lord, come and change, Lord, come and change our lives. Alright. We lift him up. We lift you up on our praise. We lift you up, say. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Somebody say, We lift you. We lift you up. We lift you up. We lift you up on our praise. We lift you up, say. We lift you up. We lift you up. We lift you up on our praise. you this morning, but I'm very thankful. I don't know about you, but I'm very thankful. I'm so thankful that I'm trying to contain myself. I could run around this church because God is merciful. He's gracious. He's been kind. Hallelujah. 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 He is the great God this morning. And we praise him. Do I have a witness? We honor him this morning. We bless the Lord with the fruit of our lips this morning. We give him glory. We acknowledge his sovereignty this morning. What a great God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
you, Jesus. Our God is indeed greater, and our God is stronger. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Our God is greater. Amen? No matter what we're facing, he's greater. Amen? Turn into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Into the darkness you shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you, none like you. So what are you turn? What are you turn into eyes? Open the eyes. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you, none like you. And out of the ashes, out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you, none like you, none like you. Our God is greater. Our God is greater. Our God is strong. Our God is strong.
this great God this morning and pour our hearts out to him. He's not afar off, but he's near to all those who will call upon him in faith. At this time, you can make your seat an altar as we call on the name of the Lord. Last week around now, many of us were concerned. We were praying that the storm, that hum, monstrous hurricane will stay out in the ocean. And we have to give praise to God this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody has a grateful heart in the house here this morning? 
Hallelujah. With a prayer of thanksgiving, we can say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We could have been in that situation this morning that the Bahi our, our friends, our brothers and sisters in the Bahamas, without a house, with some without loved ones, has nothing, everything has gone. Hallelujah. I sought the Lord, and he has heard me and delivered me from my fears. Come on, somebody give the Lord a praise today. Give the Lord some praise. Praise is always appropriate. Praise is beautiful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Maybe you are not facing, uh, we have not faced that, uh, that category five storm here. But maybe you are faced with a category five storm in your life this morning. God is able. He is able. He is more than able. For with God, all things are possible. Right? In your, as you sit, as you call on the name of the Lord, He is our helper. You are our helper, Lord. We may boldly say that you are our helper. We sang and we are reminded that you are an awesome God. You are greater than any other. So we come to you today, O oh Lord. First, we recognize your goodness. Thanks be to you for you have always caused us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you for your presence with us in such a way this morning and throughout the past week and for the many blessings you have bestowed upon us. Lord, what a privilege it is to approach your throne of grace. What a privilege it is to call you Abba Father. So, Lord, we thank you and praise your name. Lord, we want to lift up those in our midst who are concerned, who are challenged, who are being confronted right now. With some situation, some challenge, a sickness, financial distress, unsaved loved ones, marital problems, we ask that you would intervene. You are the immutable God. You are the God who said, I'm the Lord thy God and I change not. Is there anything too hard for me to do, you said in your words. And indeed, oh Lord, we want to have the faith. We want to, Lord, as the song says, my hope is built on nothing else than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Lord, we want to put our trust in you for those who place their trust and you shall be like Mount Zion that abides forever. Minister to those in our midst who needs 
Those who are in need of a breakthrough, intervene. I pray, God, that they'll believe here, encouraged, strengthened, restored, refreshed, and renewed in their spirits. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus for those who right now, oh God, for those who are in the Bahamas, who our brothers and sisters, those who have lost everything, we ask, oh God, that you intervene, grant strength and peace and hope Lord, as they try to put their lives together, they look to you, the helper, the one who is able to do more than we could ever ask or think, as the word says, according to your power that works in us. So, Father, I pray that you will send help. Lord, we have seen help from every direction. I pray, Lord, that they'll continue to receive help and it would be Lord distributed evenly give wisdom and understanding and direction Lord to those the prime minister and the cabinet other leaders I pray father we are trusting you oh God you are the way maker father strengthen and continue to send help and be with these who need your help at this time. Father, we thank you for your presence with us. Lord, continue to minister to each one of us as we look to you. We pray for our pastors. We pray that you'll continue to anoint and strengthen and grant wisdom and knowledge and direction and your favor. Lord, just have your way as we look to you for direction, as we look to you for help, as we look to you for strength. Lord, we ask, oh God, that you revive this nation. We pray for the president. We pray for the Senate, the House of Representatives. We pray, dear Lord, that they, Lord, that they'll look to you to seek godly counsel for wisdom and understanding and direction. We pray, oh God, help them. Help them to be responsive, Lord, to your will and your way. Revive this land in Jesus' name. Lord, we commit the rest of the service to you, that you would be lifted up. You'll have your way. Anoint your servant as he brings forth your word. Your word would go forth with the anointing, signs and wonders following. Hallelujah. We pray, oh God, that you just have your way as we look to you. In Jesus' name, and let God's people say, Amen. 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 Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. We want to continue to remember those uh, in the, bah the Bahamas as we not only pray, but there are various avenues for which you can make uh, 
uh, a contribution. And um, let's do our part. Amen. We thank God that God has protected us. Eh? Praise the name of the Lord. Well, we want to, at this time, welcome our first-time guests. If you are here for the very first time, uh, you are very special to us. And we want to take a moment to recognize you, not to ask you to speak, to solicit anything from you. But just to give you a warm, living word, open Bible, church welcome. If you are visiting with us for the very first time, please stand, remain standing. Remain standing. Amen. Yes, let's put our hands together again for them. A warm, living word, open Bible, church. You have received a welcome packet. Please take your seat. This is the best time in the service for you to, uh, there's a connection card. We would ask you to please fill it out completely. Later on, in the, uh, you can place it in the offering bucket as it passes by. And at the end of the service, you will be uh, invited to our hospitality suite where you will be refreshed and meet some of our leaders. Those of you who have invited our first-time guests this morning, could you wave so we can see you? Uh, you have invited our first-time guests. All right, let's put our hands together for them. Amen. And I want to challenge you that, again, if all of us should do our part and invite someone, uh, then we'll have much more people here, a lot more. So let's do so as we pray and communicate the gospel with the lost and those who are hopeless and need Jesus Christ. Well, we want to... Welcome our, our uh, second and third time um, friends. You are back with us for the second or third time. We want to recognize you. Just wave if you are here back with us, worshiping for the second or third time. Wave your hand. Anyone? Okay. Our sister, thank you for coming back. There's that card you have just received. Take a moment. Fill it out completely check the appropriate uh, box and place it in the offering bucket as it passes by later on in the service again. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Tell the person next to you it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you know how many of our Bohemian brothers would have loved to be in church this morning? All right. Well, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is Good and his mercy endures forever. Well, praise the Lord. We want to share some of our uh, announcements with you. We want you to please make note of them. Uh, first, I would like to ask Sister Everly Clark to come at this time uh, with a special announcement. Please come. Let's welcome Sister Everly Clark. Morning, church. I was all excited um, coming here. I know I was a bit late, and so I was singing. I asked God forgiveness for coming late, as I normally do. But then I regained my composure and my confidence, and I'm swinging into church. And then guess who I saw? The pastor greeting out there. And um, that was something, the look on my face. But I'm happy to see the pastor. I had to ask forgiveness again for coming late. 
Um, so didn't even get my composure, but um, God is good, and all the time, God is good. So I'm here this morning to remind us about um, October. October is a month where we will give um, special appreciation to our pastors. Other churches are doing it. We are doing it. And um, this scripture is taken from Hebrews 13, 17. The, NL Ooh. the NLT says, um, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be to your benefit. So um, this is the theme. And um, the colors, as you know, it's orange. Orange is a hot color, right? Hot girls, hot people wear orange. October is the month to show that off, you know, show how hot you are. There's also off-white. So um, no stress, but you're just going to do your thing, a little orange. It could be the hair, it could be the this. But whatever it is, we are going to do it all in style. And that is the time also when we're going to prayfully ask the Father um, about how we will show appreciation in giving, you know, what we're going to do for the pastors. I have an envelope here, and there are lots more at the, the front desk. So we're asking persons to collect them and pray over them as to see what you will do. So, ladies and gentlemen, from one hot girl to the congregation, amen. Amen. That was Sister Everly Clark. <laughs> just in case, <laughs> just in case, <laughs> you can see her after if you have any special requests. <laughs> Well, praise the Lord. You know, God has given us different gifts and talents, and he all wants us to be who he wants us to be and just be faithful in doing what he has gifted us to do. Thank you once again. Well, praise the Lord. Um, and again, let's continue to pray for our pastors and um, the need of our prayers and um, support them as, and pray for the family. And we are blessed to have pastors, Carl and Diary, as our pastors. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, uh, you have your bulletin, and uh, you know, it's well done. Time was taken to do this, um, professionally done at the office. So please um, keep it in a safe place. Uh, consulted, and, uh, but just a few of them I want to highlight. The Awana Club kickoff is on Tuesday, this Tuesday, September the 10th at 7 p.m. So remember that if some of you, the kids have not been registered parents, remember to do so. Uh, Men of Vision breakfast with the Living Word Open Bible, Young Men, it's Saturday, next, this coming Saturday, the 14th at 9 a.m. in the prayer center. Uh, there had been a sign-up sheet uh, out at the, uh, welcome, on the welcome desk for a couple of weeks. And uh, so far, I've seen a lot of probably, um, a lot of men. They have signed up, but only a few of uh, the young men 
So I want to challenge you, young men, and encourage you. This is for you. We have planned this for you, so we want you parents. Some of them can't. They, they do not uh, drive or so, so I want to encourage you. and uh, Get them to sign up. Bring them out uh, to this special breakfast on Saturday at 9 a.m. in the prayer center. Uh, please also pl note that our, as you have heard before, Sister Everly talked about the pastor's appreciation. Again, uh, it's on the 27th, pastor's appreciation service, and we have only one service at 9 a.m. Okay, one service at 9 a.m. And um, you heard the theme and the colors and so on. Um, the South District Men's Retreat, a lot of you men have been asking, when are we going to have a next men's retreat? We haven't had one for a number of years. Um, so we are having one now uh, of Thursday, November the 14th with, uh, to November the 16th. It's uh, at Lake Placid Camp and Conference Center, a great place. Uh, so please register. The registration deadline is on October the 21st. And this is the registration form here. It's outside. You can get one, register, and um, I'm sure you are going to enjoy every moment of this men's retreat. These are some of the um, announcements, and we thank you again this morning for being here. Thank you for what the Lord is doing in our lives. Remember, this is the second Sunday, and we have no service tonight. Okay, so no service tonight, but we have services here every first and third uh, Sunday nights. We want to get prepared our hearts as we worship the Lord and our giving as we pay our tithes and uh, give our offerings uh, to the Lord. Remember, whatever we have, it comes from the Lord. And therefore, we just give back a portion of what he has blessed us with. And uh, we do not want to rob God, but we want to give him cheerfully, not grudgingly, not stingingly, but out of the abundance of uh, our hearts. As we go ahead and close our eyes, I'll ask Deacon Leave to lead us out in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you are the givers of gifts. And you are Jehovah Jireh. And all that we have, Lord, you're the one who provided it. We're only managing what you've blessed us with. So, Father, we just want to thank you for providing for us in the way that you do, you know, with our jobs and whatever income we have, oh, Lord. So, Father, as we act in obedience now, we give back to you a portion of what you bless us with. We just ask that you bless it and use it for the furtherance of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray.
Let's hear it for the Little Word Open Bible. The band. Amen, amen. Well, the Little Word Open Bible Church is a friendly church with a family focus. And today we have uh, celebrating their birthdays, uh, uh, Jordan Bailey and um, Jada Bailey. They have Alexa, Senior Pastor Carl Francis to come as a prayer, a prayer of blessing on Jada and Jordan Bailey. Please come as they come with their parents. Praise the name of the Lord. God's direction. So let's pray for them as we look to the Lord. Father, we thank you for life. We thank you that you are the one who created us and fashioned us. Lord, as we bring these two children to you, Lord God, they're one in their tender age and one becoming a young man. We ask you that your hand would be upon them. We ask you that you'd order your steps and direct their path. Cause them to make wise choices. Father, may they remember you in the days of their youth. May they serve you and recognize that you are the answer. That you created them with a purpose and a plan in mind. May they seek your purposes. May they seek your plans. May they strive to live by your will. And so, Father, today we ask that you would bless them indeed. Oh, that the Lord would bless you indeed and enlarge your territory. That his hand would be upon you. That he would keep you from evil. And may you never cause pain. We commend them into your hands today, Father. And we thank you for what you will do through them and in them. We pray that one day when they will stand before you, they will hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So now, in the name of Jesus, we commend them into your hands. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, turn to the person right and left. You're telling me in the right place at the right time. You are in the right place indeed and at the right time. Hallelujah. Well, let me say a little bit about this uh, hurricane situation because I know 
Some of you are wondering what's going on with that and what we as a church will be doing. Uh, we certainly will be doing several things. Um, we also recognize that in the early stage, you have to be very deliberate in getting things clear. Um, what we've seen in history is when you rush, uh, is that things get bottled up in certain places and it doesn't get distributed to the people that you need to get it distributed to. And so we don't want to do that. We don't want to waste our resources. So while, while the, the sad thing is that while we're trying to sort that out, we understand that the people are also going through a very difficult time. But that's part of some of the things. I, one of the things is that they need proper government approval for things to come in. And uh, I, I was watching CNN, and uh, there were some people ready to send flights in to rescue people, but the government was not allowing anybody to fly in it. So, and they had good reasons. It wasn't that they were being malicious or anything. They had good reasons. Um, and so we have to sort this out properly, but we will be doing something. So uh, you can be, you know, what is a, whether we will be sending goods and clothes or we'll be sending money, um, but we will be doing something as a church. And uh, I know we probably will be doing something Open Bible as a denomination. Um, and so... I just want you to be alert to that. Um, we are working on it, and uh, we're trying to. We know that there are some organizations. One of the things you want to do, here's a big thing. You, you don't want to support an organization that's rushing over there now for the first time. That's never the one to send anything to. You want to find out who's been on the ground there before the storm hit. Those are the people who know how to get things done. Anybody just trying to raise up all of a sudden, I want to take a ship or I want to take a boat, I want to take a plane. I don't care what they want to take. I'm not giving them a penny of my money because they don't know the terrain and they don't know how the country operates. Uh, you are dealing with a third world country and I know how some of those things run. And so uh, you have somebody who's been there before, who's been in the country, who knows how the country operates, who can maneuver ways. Because uh, people are cut off from other people right now still. They're still in a search and rescue mode. And you must understand that. They're still in a search and rescue mode. The primary thing for the government right now is to try to find people who may be still alive. That's their primary thing right now. So it's not over that they are run having, you know, so that's a big thing for them. So in a search and rescue mode, they're trying to get to people. They're trying to move rubble. They're trying to find out if there are dead bodies there because it can start contamination and bring disease. So that's where they are right now in that process. So in as much as we are anxious to go to do something, it's just part of the, the way it works. You, you just can't rush the process. And so they're, they're doing the best they can. And uh, hopefully they'll get some help from other countries as well that will be able to so continue to pray for the people. That's a very important thing to pray for them, but be ready to be ready when we when we come to you. Be ready that we will be doing something, and just want you to be aware of that, so that you may be wondering, are we doing something? Are we going to be doing anything? Yes, we are, and uh, we have individuals who have been. Uh, we like Sister Saint, who is here. Her sister's house is gone, and so individuals. We also have individuals as well that we know that will need help as well, as well as other family members, we have a number of Bahamians in the church 
And so they have relatives there that have been impacted. And uh, we'll be talking to them as well regarding that. So be in much prayer and uh, be ready to be generous as God lays on your heart. Amen? All right. So let's look to the Lord in prayer for us. Father, we thank you that uh, you are such a good God. And uh, Lord, we recognize that without you, we can do nothing. And Lord, once again, we want to remember those people in the Bahamas and those now also on the east coast of the United States who have been devastated by the same hurricane. And many are still being impacted right now in Canada because of this. We ask you, Lord, to intervene in their lives. Uh, they need you. They need your supernatural power. They need you to step in in a way that only you can. And we give you the praise and we give you the glory and we give you the honor. For we ask it in Jesus' name and all God's people say, I want you to try to turn to, uh, see if you can tell me what this is. I want to ask you, I'm going to give you some clues and then you're going to try to tell me, what do you think I'm describing? What is it that you think I'm describing? We need only a teeny weeny bit of it. Yet sometimes we don't seem to have enough. It doesn't just see the obvious, but takes hold of the unthinkable. Sometimes it defies logic, yet it is not blind. The courageous love it, the weak shun it, the intellectuals question it, the simple go through with it. It is a choice, it is a gift, it is all that is needed to walk with him. It sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible. It is dead to doubts. Dumb to discouragements and blind to impossibilities. It can move mountains, but without it, it is not, it is impossible to please God. And I, I know by that time you know, no, what is it? Faith. Faith. <laughs> Amen. I think once I said it can move mountains. <laughs> uh, some of you were wondering where, where we, what, what was this all about at first? But then I said it can move mountains. It certainly can. We're talking about faith. And Andrew Murray says, faith expects from God what is beyond all expectations. Now, I don't have technology. They should have gotten my, my PowerPoint, so I hope they have it because I'm going to be using it today. So they just bring it up, please. And so I want you to turn in your Bibles this morning, and uh, we're going to read a passage from Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11. Let's get us some of those verses Together, Hebrews chapter 11, while they try to put my PowerPoint up. Hebrews chapter 11, and um, it is that God's I want to start at verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Well, let's use the uh, one I'm going to be using, NIV. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for 
an assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous. When God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith Abel speaks, still speaks even though he's dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is, that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save this family. By his faith, he, com he condemned the world and became here of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were hearers with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundation whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was unable to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he is he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. I'll stop there. So, we're talking about faith this morning. Living by faith. And I want to, first of all, I want to, here's what I want to do. I want to, first of all, uh, go to the definition of faith. Then we're going to look at some scriptures that relates to talk about how much the Bible deals with faith, then we're going to get into it to break it down to talk about what it really is. Now, there's a, there's a verse on the, on, the, on, the, on the screen. It says, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Now, let's break that down a little bit. First of all, we're going to break down the word confidence. So that word confidence in the Greek, hypostasis, which actually means the underlying thing or more like a foundation. So what does that mean? It is saying that faith is like the foundation on which we build all our hopes. Listen to that. Faith is the foundation on which we build all our hopes. Another translation of this verse says, in faith, things hope for become a reality. Okay, so 
Listen to that. In faith, things hoped for become a reality. What are you hoping for this morning? If you're hoping for something, what the Bible is telling us, in faith, if you believe in faith, if you use faith, if you exercise faith, what you're hoping for will become a reality. Now, Oswald Chambers said, faith is deliberate confidence, and this is key, in the character of God whose ways you may not understand at the time. So you may not understand what God is asking you to do. You may not understand. Abraham didn't understand all of what God was saying when he told him to pack up and leave. Noah did not understand when God asked him to build this humongous, monstrous structure that we now call, that we now know as an ark. You must understand that when God asked Noah to do that, there had never been a drop of rain. He doesn't know rain. It's so easy for you and I to think about it because we see rain all the time. We know rain all the time. So for us, a rain and the boat, oh yeah, I can see how it works. But you think of Noah building that size ark and he's never had any flood before. He's never seen flood. That's faith. It took him, it took him a long time to build that ark. And he followed exactly what God said, having not seen, yet he had faith because he believed and as Oswald Chambers says, he believed in the character of God. And so that's what is happening. So that's confidence. So the Bible says, faith is the confidence of things hoped for, the assurance of things not seen. Now, wait a minute. Let's talk about assurance now. That word assurance in the Greek, elenghos, which actually means it's a legal document which is given as a means of assurance. When you buy a home today... You are given a title or a deed to the home. And that shows that you own that home. If somebody contests it, you pull out your title, you pull out your deed with your name on there. That is the assurance that you are the owner of this home. Now, you're going to need, you know, you, you don't think of that so much here. But if you're in a country like Nigeria, you, wanna, you would appreciate that so much more. Because in Nigeria, people will sell your house while you're at work. Uh, yes. And they also do that, I found out, in also in Sierra Leone. So while you are working, somebody will come and another person will take somebody else and show your house off and sell it to somebody else. And it's bogus documents. And people buy it and don't understand. So what you find in a lot of times is that uh, first time I saw it, I asked what was that all about because there was painted, written on the outside of the house says, this house is not for sale. Just so <laughs> the scammers come around to take somebody to show the house to sell, then the person sees this, the thing that says this house is not for sale, they know I don't want to go there. So, but your title deed indicates that you own that house. And so what the Bible says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. What is the, is, the, is the evidence of things not seen? Is the evidence or the assurance of things not seen? I don't see it, but it's like I have it. Because why? It's a title deed. I own it. And when, you know, think of the, the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. It's fascinating. 
Because she'd gone to so many doctors. She tried so many physicians. And the Bible says she actually she had run out of money. There was no more specialist to go to. Every specialist had treated her, had given her the different prescriptions. And she had taken all the prescriptions that they, should, that they gave her. She did everything she should do that the doctor say and all the specialists. And the, she still had this physical problem. And the Bible says when she saw Jesus, here's what the Bible says in Mark. It says, she said to herself, she said to herself, if I can just touch him, I will be made whole. That's what she said to herself. She said that to herself. If I may just touch him, I will be made whole. Faith is like the deed that is given through which we can see that what we have not seen so far. All right. Now let's look at a couple of scriptures. I want to take you some scriptures that actually uh, deals with faith so you get an idea how much the Bible has to do with faith. The Bible says, and whatever you ask in prayer... You will receive if you have what? Whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And then in Mark, Jesus said to them after he had cursed the fig tree and it withered. He says, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, what must you do after that? Believe that you what? You have received it and it will be yours. Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. The problem about believing that we receive it is that sometimes after we pray, things get worse. And when things get worse after we pray, we lose our faith. We start saying, oh no, I thought after I prayed things would get better. But you see, if I have faith and really trust God, I don't care if it gets better. I don't care if it gets worse. In other words, if you plan a function and the sun was shining beautifully and you plan an afternoon function and you start seeing it overcast, and thick dark clouds come in, but you are believing God that you're going to have good weather, and you say to somebody, "Don't worry about what you see. It's gonna. We're gonna have sunshine." You know, and then you see it gets darker and darker, and now a few drops of rain start, and you you lose your faith. You says, "Oh man, I thought it was gonna really." You know, the person who really believes is going to say, don't worry about it. I don't care if you see the drops of rain. When the time comes for a function, it's going to be shining. It's going to work. Well, you know, that story actually actually happened here. When my wife and I was actually celebrating our 25th anniversary, uh, on the very day that we were doing, a storm was coming. A storm was coming. And it rained heavily in the morning. And I was here when the guys came to deliver the, the chairs for the thing. And they said, sir, it's okay. We can take it back. You know, we don't have to deliver them because I, we, there's a storm coming. I mean, there's a storm coming. And, uh, and so he says, 
we're sorry, but we, 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 won't, we won't charge you or anything. We, we can understand if you, do, if you don't want us to leave the church. And we said, no, you leave the church. We're going to have our event. They left the chairs. When the time came for the event, we had a nice, cool event. It wasn't hot. There was a nice little summer breeze on the outside. And it was just a wonderful time. But see, I really, we really believed that God was going to give us a good weather. And you know how many times around here we say to you, we're going to have this event. It's going to rain after this time. And if we leave by that time, we're going to be okay. I mean, you, you know how many countless times we've had events here that on the day that we're having, people are calling me, Pastor, are we still going to have it because it's raining where I am? I said it may be raining where you are, but it won't be raining where we are. So they come on over. We have, we've had people that cancel events not far away from here on the day that we're having, we're having service, we're having something outside, and we still have a good weather. We are, when we pray, we're going to believe God for good weather. You know, we're going to believe God for good weather. And it may rain for a while, but it's going to dry up. It's going to stop. And so this woman, the Bible says, what's, when you pray, what, whatever you ask in prayer, you must what? Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Now look at this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, and without faith, it is what? impossible to please him. Can you think about that? It's not possible to please God without faith. It's not possible to please God without faith. For if you come to God, whoever draw near to God, first of all, you can't draw near to somebody you don't believe that exists. And then if you believe that he exists, you might as well believe that he rewards those who seek him. You, when you go to God in prayer, you have to go with confidence and faith and believe in that God is going to answer. I know that we have some questions regarding that. But you still have to believe God. You can't go half-heartedly. You can't go well with a, a plan B. You know, people with faith don't have plan Bs, you know. That's really true. People with faith does not have, they don't have plan Bs. They decide they're going all in. They're going all in. This is it. And so it's like, it's like uh, Esther. If I perish, I perish. She's going right into the king. She's going all in. She's not going to go in halfway. She's not going to go in and then when somebody says to her, oh, I don't think the king is in a good mood this morning. You better turn back. No. She decided I'm going in to see him. And if he doesn't hold up the scepter, that's his business. If he doesn't hold up the scepter, that's okay. If he wants to kill me, kill me. But I am going in. That's somebody with confidence. They don't have any reservation. They don't have any hesitation. There is no if and but. If and but. You got faith. doesn't waver, as we're going to see. It doesn't waver. The Bible says that. If you waver, and it says, let that man, James says, if you waver, let not that man think that he received anything from the Lord. If you waver. So, you, faith gives you strong confidence. You don't waver. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through what? Faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. We don't come to Christ because I made, I did this or I did that. No, no. It was the Spirit of God that woo us. 
and we responded to the Spirit of God, and we believe by faith that what Jesus Christ did on the cross, he did for us, and it's by faith that we are saved. It's not by any works that we have done. Nothing we can do to earn our salvation. No matter how good works we may do, we may work for the Salvation Army. We may go and go feed the poor. We may go feed the homeless. We may take them out of the street and take them into our home. It doesn't matter what we do like that. None of those good works can save us. It is simply having faith in what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. So what does 2 Corinthians 5 says? He says that we, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. It's not what you see. If you live by what you see and hear, can I tell you, you're going to be in tremendous fear. I mean, if you look around you at what's going on around you, it will cause you fear. I know somebody went to the, somebody was, went to the, uh, the, the, the post office and, and one of the workers there that was serving, he had an anxiety attack. She said, what's happening? Oh, the hurricane. And there's more out there. You know, more is coming. This man was getting an anxiety attack about hurricanes that have not even been formed yet. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so, you know, Peter learned that. He, he, was, he, uh, he said, Jesus, when they were out in the boat and he saw in the night that shadow coming, he thought it was a ghost. And Jesus said, do not be afraid, it is I. And Peter, when, as, it, as the shadow got closer, Peter says, well, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to step out. Now, I don't know if Peter knew what he was saying at the time he said it. But he said it, and Jesus says, okay, come. And Peter just responded. He never, he didn't, he didn't question it. He didn't think about it. He didn't ponder it. He just responded to the word of God. And he started to walk on water. Can you imagine that? Have you ever seen anybody walk on water? It's an amazing thing. The man started to walk on water. And then the Bible says, when he saw the waves around him, how big they were, he started to sink. Why? Because you see, when, you fear, when, when he saw now that what he saw brought fear in and faith, his faith was no more. He didn't have the faith to believe God anymore. He didn't have the confidence in God and what, what God said. He said, I'm not supposed to be walking on water. You see, faith will make you do things that you're not supposed to be doing. Faith will empower you to do things that should not occur. It's because why? It is a supernatural power of God. We're going to see that in a little while. So, we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, you know, at one time, the apostles, when they saw what was happening, they said to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. They said, if, if we've seen what faith does, man, we would like to have more. And then Jesus said an amazing thing. He says, if your faith is as small as the grain of a mustard seed. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? Years ago, I bought some mustard seed around you and gave everybody one of them. And uh, it's, 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 it's almost like this fine as a, a grain of salt. Can you imagine a mustard seed is as small as a grain of salt? And the Bible says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, if you have faith like the size of a mustard seed, I mean, that makes, that makes me feel very embarrassed. You know, when Jesus says to the disciples, where is your faith? 
when the storm was raging and the boat was rocking and water was coming in and then he was still asleep because he had said to them, let's go across the lake. He had spoken, let's go across the lake. And the rain and the waves came and the boat was tossing up and down and water was coming into the boat and they felt like they were sinking and they actually had to go and wake him up and say, don't you care that we perish? And he got up and the Bible says he looked at the wind and the wave and he spoke and he says, be peace, be still. And then he says to them, where is your faith? Why didn't you believe? Why didn't you just speak the f like I did? He expected them to react that way. He expect. Can you imagine that there's some situations you and I are going through and God is expecting and said, he's waiting for you and I to, to speak? And, and, and then we come, we're wringing our hands and we're sweating and we're afraid. He's saying, why don't you speak? Declare. Come on. Where is your faith? That's what he asked the disciples. Where's your faith? Why, 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 did you, why didn't you speak to the wind and the waves? They not only obey me, but if you believe, they will speak as well. And then he says in another situation in Mark chapter 9, 23, says, he said to him, if you can, all things, this is to the blind man, all things are possible for one who believes. Matthew chapter 21, 20, it says, and Jesus answered them, truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, this says, now do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Here comes the big kicker. You will receive if you have faith. If you have faith. And then Matthew chapter 9. Talk, this is, this is the, uh, the lady. If I only touch his cloak. Which I talked about earlier. He will, I will be healed. And Jesus turned and saw her. And said take heart daughter. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. You know the interesting thing about it. Is that in another. In, in, in Mark where he, where, where he describes it. In Luke actually. Where he describes it. There was a crowd around Jesus. There was a crowd around Jesus. And everybody, you know, when, when he was there and there's a big crowd, people were touching him all over. People were touching him all over. And all of a sudden, Jesus is walking down the street with a crowd around him. And then he stopped and he says, who touched me? And the disciple says, what are you talking about who touched you? Everybody's touching you. He says, no, no, no. Somebody touched me different. There was a difference in the touch. That's very important to know. There are lots of people here this morning. Who is it that's going to touch Jesus? Let me say it again. There are lots of you here this morning. But who is he going to say to who touched me? Because there are lots of people touching him. But only one person Really touched him. Why? Because she said to herself. She said to herself. She said to herself. She said to herself. Did you get that? If I can only get to touch him. I 
will be made whole. She was not, she was not in any doubt about it. And so when she pressed through the crowd and she pushed through and she's pushing through and she's pushing through trying to find a way. And as she reaches out and she just says, man, I'm getting close. And she touched. And the Bible says immediately she felt in her body that she was healed. And he felt that power had gone out of him. That's what the Bible said. He said, he says, no, no, somebody touched me. I felt the power come out of me. Power left me. Somebody touched me. So this morning, it's up to you. We're going to see, he says, according to your faith, so be it unto you. He says that to the individual. It's not about the person sitting beside you. It's about you. Do you have faith to believe God? Will you touch him this morning? In Ephesians chapter 6, when we're going through our challenges and the enemy is attacking us, the Bible says, above all, taking the shield of faith. This is what faith does. You see how many things faith does? Taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all. Can you say all? All the fiery darts of the enemy. All the fiery darts of the wicked one. Everything the devil throws you, faith can protect you from. Wow. It's a shield of faith. And I like the, I like the, I like the analogy of it being a shield. Because a, you see, a shield is movable. A shield is not like my helmet. A shield is broad enough. And if you see people fight with a shield, they can block. So if something is coming up here, you can block it. If something is coming over here, you can block it. If something is coming over here, you can block it. If something is coming up here, you can block it. It doesn't matter what direction it's coming from. I can block it with a shield. And the Bible says my faith is like a shield that will keep me from all the fiery darts of the enemy. Oh, goodness precious. What an awesome thing. Faith is our protector. Faith is our protection. And that's why you have people who go into places and they, they, they go into dangerous territory. And you say, I would never go there. And they're going there by confidence. They believe God is going to protect them. You know, people smuggle things into countries that they shouldn't be going into. They smuggle Bibles. If you get some of the stories or some of the things that you see people do. The chances they take, they just believe that God's going to protect them. And the guards even check things and they still don't see it. Because God blinds their eyes. They just believe God. And faith is a shield that protects us from the enemy. And then in verse, in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our Faith. It overcomes the world. Faith is so powerful. We're learning this morning, faith is a powerful thing to exercise. So the question comes up, if faith is that good, if faith is that powerful, if faith is that helpful, if faith is that important, how do we get it? So the Bible tells us, in Romans chapter 10, it says, so faith comes by what? And hearing what? 
That's right. It's not listening to CNN. It's not listening to WABS. It's not listening to something else. It's not reading something else. Faith comes by hearing one thing only. The what? Word of God. That's what increases your faith. So guess what has happened for you recently? Do you know why I gave you all those scriptures? Because I was increasing your, trying to increase your faith. Before, all those scriptures that you just heard already, you've been hearing the word of God. You've been seeing the scriptures, the scriptures, the scriptures, the scriptures. Can I tell you, your faith level is not the same level you were before I started those scriptures. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your faith level is not where it was. You're, I'm getting you ready to believe God for something big in your life. And that's why I'm trying to prepare us with the scriptures as a foundation for, for what, where we're going. So now we find out that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now here's the thing. Now let's get down to really begin to break this down. Now i got to come down because this is going to be breaking it down even more. So, what is this faith thing really all about? What is it really? Well, first of all, I want you to understand. Faith, the key to faith is the object of your faith. The key to faith is the object of your faith. Now, so let me sort of demonstrate that to you this morning. Okay. You know, you... Now, I didn't even think when I sat down on this thing. You know, I didn't think about it. You know why? I had confidence that it's going to hold me. My, my confidence in this thing, believe it. Now, how many people drove here this morning? You drove a car here this morning. You drove a car, right? Or a vehicle. When you got in there, you just sat down. Put the key in the ignition or whatever, push the button or whatever you do. And you start it. You didn't even think about it. It didn't dawn on you that it could fall apart on the way over here. No. You just felt it confident it's going to take it to church and you're going to get to church. You had faith in the car. First of all, you had faith that it was going to start. Now, if your car was given battery problems... You would start worrying before you even approach the car. And some people say, I wonder if it's going to start today. Before you even enter the car, you're worried if it's going to start because you've been, you've been, you've been, you've been, yesterday you started going, Ching. Ching. nothing's happening. And you're wondering this morning if I'm not going, it's the same thing that's going to happen. But when you, you didn't, you didn't, you, 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 you drove it yesterday, you came home, you park it, it, no problem, didn't give an issue, you got up this morning, you got dressed, you didn't go to check to see if it's, if it's, if it's going to start first, you got dressed, you look at your watch, you're running late. You said, oh, no problem, you didn't even think about it. You open the door, you sat down, you put your key in or you push the button and you just start the car and you drove off. You had such confidence and faith in the car. So the key to faith is the object of your faith. Now, Abraham, who believed God, the Bible says, 
and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Abraham just believed God when God said to him, if you just, I'm going to bless you. But you got to go to a place that I'm going to show you. Just get, just, get, just get up and go. Trust me. Just get up and go. And Abraham started. He believed God, you see. And then God said to Abraham, you know, you and, I'm going to give you a child. You and Sarah is going to have a child. Abraham was 75 years old when God told him that. Sarah was 65. Still old, but still he said they said that. It took him 25 years later before Abraham saw the fulfillment. He was 100 years old and Sarah was 90 years old when she gave birth. They believed God. You see, his faith was a belief in a person. Abraham's faith was a belief in a person. It was a belief in God. Now listen to this. His faith was not blind faith. It's not just blind faith. Faith is not blind. His faith was not unrealistic. The rationality of his faith was based on the trustworthiness of the person in whom he was trusting, and that is God. And can I tell you, there is no one more trustworthy than God. Amen? And so the key to faith is who are you putting your faith in? What are you putting your faith in? What kind? You know, you, 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 you buy your air ticket. You buy your airplane ticket online. You arrive at the airport. You wait at the gate. They said it's time to board. And so when you go on board, you say you, you said to the person, the flight attendant, I need to talk to the pilot. I need to check his license. I need to see that she has been gone to school. I want to certify that he really did. And I want to check to make sure it's an authentic license, that it's not a fake thing. Otherwise, I'm coming off this plane. Well, you do that, right? Of course you must do that. You mean that big, heavy thing with all those loads, you have confidence that it's going to stay up in the sky? Because you know if you throw something up, it's coming back down. How in the world could you have such confidence? You go in and you take your seat. You buck yourself in. In fact, some of you have your food that you carry on with you. You pull out your tray while the thing is going on. And you're eating your food. And you have no idea where the, and then the plane takes off. It's in the sky. You don't know where they're headed to, Russia or Cuba. You don't know where you're going. You have no idea. Somebody says to you, so, so where, where, where in Jamaica going? I'm going to Montego Bay. <laughs> yes. How do you know that? You have no idea. Yet we relax. And we sit comfortable. And we are confident. And we believe these people. And we trust them. Yeah, we fall asleep. We're so comfortable. We just go to sleep. You see, faith is who you put your trust in. And yet, when it comes to God, we want to like, you sure, God? Are you sure? You know, someone says this is very important. If you're trying to cross the river, strong faith in a weak plank 
will get you wet. But weak faith in a strong tank will get you across the river. That's true. Strong, if, if I don't care how much faith you got, if that tank is weak and rotten, you step on it, you're going in the river. But even if you don't, even if your faith is weak and you're timid and you don't want to go across and you come to it and you're wondering and somebody says, no, the plank is strong. It's good. It's solid. It's not going anywhere. You just ought to go. They said, no, you can trust it. And you timidly go. Even if you have weak faith. That strong tank will get you across the river. See, the key you're noticing about faith is the object of your faith that is the key. Is the object of your faith that is the key. And the object of our faith is God. And so here is the thing that happens. Here is the big thing that happened. Faith then is reasonable trust in God. Like Abraham, we must know in whom we've placed our faith. We should place our faith in God who is all-powerful, where nothing is impossible for God. And secondly, he's trustworthy. So look what the Bible says about Abraham. And be not weak in faith, even after God had given the promise at 75 years old. This was now, he was 90. And so time has passed, he's gone. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. And deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. In other words, there was no doubt, but was strengthened in his faith, giving glory to God. And being that what he had promised, he was able, and being fully convinced rather, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. You've got to be fully convinced. That when you take a promise of God, when you say, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. When they lay you off and you take that promise, you say to the person, and they say, what are you going to do now that you've been laid off? I don't know how you're going to manage. You said, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. You take a hold of that promise. You declare about who God is. Guess what you're talking about? You're talking about the character of God. That's what is at stake. It is the character of God. And so the key to faith is that faith is tied to the character of God. And God has made promises in the scripture. The character of the person who makes the promise stands behind what is promised. There are some people that you know, if they tell you, I'm going to pay you back the loan, you know they're going to pay you back the loan when they say it. And there are some people that you know, <laughs> you know, and you start getting nervous before you even give them. Because you don't trust that they will stand behind their promise. 
to give you at the time that they say they will give you. But there's some people here because you don't have a problem. You know that they will stand behind your promise. Well, that's what, that's what God, my friend, you can stand behind the promises of God. God will come through with his promises. God will come through with his promises. God will never break any of his promises. What he says, he's not only willing, but he's able. Oh, hallelujah. Give him praise this morning. That's our God. That's why you can have faith and confidence in God. Because the key, it has to do with the character of God. You know, that's the reason when you stand up for God, when you take a stand and you brag about God, you'll find that God backs you up because you're talking about his character. And for his name's sake, he's going to protect his reputation. When you tell somebody, oh, don't worry, my God's going to take care of me. Let me tell you something, your God is going to take care of you because you are bragging about him and his reputation is at stake. His character is at stake. And you're telling somebody, no, 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 I don't have to worry. I know my, I, I serve a living God. I serve a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. And the same God who did it before for me, he came through before. He will come through again. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hallelujah. Yes, you can brag about God. Hallelujah. It's the reason why I am as a pastor tell you, and some pastors will never tell you, you are not my source. God is. You know how many pastors would never say that? They're afraid. I'm not afraid. Because I know who my source is. Because even when you don't want to, you have to. Oh, you, you, that's the God I serve. He will never give you peace. You'll have no peace, no rest until you do what he wants you to do. Amen. Oh, I have confidence in the God I serve. He's all that powerful and mighty. Let me tell you something. When God wants to get a hold of you, there's nothing you can do. He gets a hold of you. You can't stop him from getting a hold of you. Nobody can stop him from getting a hold of you when he wants to get a hold of you, brother. And that's why you can have confidence in the God we serve. He is awesome. And so we need to stand on his promises. Amen? We need to stand and believe. So this morning, here's what I want you to do. I had a video to show you, but the video thing is not working. We have a, a wonderful video that I was going to show you in a clip. But uh, we buffering, and so we can't, we won't be able to do it, because uh, I was going to conclude with it, to show you the power of faith, of, of a real story. But uh, so I'm going to have to conclude without that. But here's what I want you to do: I want you to think of a promise right now that you, based on your situation, that you need to stand on. I want you to think of a promise in the Word of God that you need to stand on right now. So think of that. And then when you're thinking of it, we're going to turn, and we're going to turn to number 472 in the hymnal, and they're going to try to put that upstairs. And we're going to, I want you to, when you think of that promise, I want you to make a step of faith that you're standing on this promise. Whatever your circumstance, if you need healing, you need to find a scripture verse that talks about by his stripes I'm healed. You need I am the Lord that healeth thee. If you need uh, provision, you need to be able to find a verse that where God says, 
my God shall supply. If you need protection, you says, he says, do not fear. When they pass through the waters, I'm with you. Or through the fire, you shall not be burned. Whatever your scripture verse that you want to hold on to, for your situation, whatever the promise of God that you need this morning, I want you to find a promise in the word of God, and I want you to hold on to that. So stand together with me as you hold on to that promise this morning. And as you're standing on that promise, we're going to sing standing on the promises that cannot fail when the holding storms of doubt fail. Oh, we're my friend, standing on the promises this morning. We're going to be standing on them through eternal ages as praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing standing on the promises of God. Now, so here's the thing. I want you as a if you are standing on a specific promise this morning and you're saying, God, I am standing on this promise and I'm not going to let go until I see this thing come to pass. I'm going to believe you. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter whether things get worse or get better. I'm just going to believe you for it until it's fulfilled. I want you as we sing it that you come around the altar. We're going to close with a prayer for you that do that this morning. So as we sing this, will you come if you're standing on a promise that you're not going to waver, you're not going to doubt, but you're going to believe God. Are you ready? Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing. I am standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the holy storms of God appear assail. By the living word of God I shall prevail Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing, standing I am standing on the promises of God Standing on the promises I now can see. Perfect present cleansing in the blood for me. Standing in the liberty where Christ makes free. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing. Standing on the promises of Christ the Lord, bound to Him eternally by love strong forth, overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword. Standing on the promises of God, standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing.
Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises I cannot fall. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting in my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing. I am standing on the promises of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you picked your promise? You have your promise ready? Lift your hands with the promise ready right now as we go before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Father God, we thank you this morning that all your promises are in you, yea, and in you, amen. Nothing can change them. You are trustworthy, hallelujah. You are trustworthy, God. Your character stands behind your promises. So this morning, we stand upon your word, on which we cannot fail. We will not fall because we are standing on the promises. Despite the situation around us, we do not look at what we see, but we stand on what we believe. We refuse to walk by sight. And we are determined to walk by faith. Holy God, righteous God, we're standing today on your promises. Somebody going through the water. Somebody going through the fire. Will not be burned. The flood will not overtake them. The situation will not overwhelm them. Somebody needing a breakthrough is standing on your word that you'll never leave them nor forsake them. You've promised that God and you will keep your promise. The night may seem dark and long, but you're still there. So today we stand upon the word we will stand like Abraham, who against hope in hope believed. And he did not waver at the promise, but his faith was strengthened. Hallelujah. And he was fully convinced that God was able to do what he said he will do. So today, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. And we're standing on them. We're standing on them. As you look around, God, the hands are raised saying, I'm standing on that promise for my situation. Let not the enemy push them off that stance today. But may they stand firm. May we stand strong. May we stand resolute. May we stand knowing that you will come through with your word. 
Let us not doubt. Let us not waver. But let us be like Abraham. Who against hope believed in hope. We thank you, Father. We thank you that nothing is too difficult for you. We thank you that nothing is impossible with you. We thank you that we don't measure your ability against the things of the world. Because you are God Almighty. We do not let our circumstance dictate what we believe. But we believe what your word says. Because your word is truth. It is life. It is medicine. So we thank you for it today. And we give you praise. And we give you glory. And we give you honor. For the victory is ours. In Jesus name. Amen. God is able to do what it says he's able to do. God is able to do just what he said he would do. Oh, yes, he is. He's going to fulfill every promise. Every promise to you. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Don't give up on God, cause he won't give up on you, he's able. we thank you this morning. We thank you for who you are. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor. We bless you and we praise you. We thank you for the power. We thank you that you stand behind your word because your character is at risk and you will not damage your reputation. You have never failed to keep a promise in the past and you never will in the future. So, Father, we thank you. 
that we can trust your word, that we can stand on your promise. So as we go forth this morning, we go standing on the promises of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace as together we say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. For first time guests, we have a sister at the back here that will escort you to her hospital this week. Please look at who is raising their hand. She'll escort you to her hospital this week. She'll be refreshed before you go. God bless you.